Even if you're hearing a door opening and strange noises happening in the studio, that's because Julia has just walked in. And there's a, there's a reason why. She doesn't just barge in. Uh, she's not trying to take over the show. But there's this uh, story of hitchhikers being um, robbed. Not hitchhikers, rather people giving hitchhikers lifts, being robbed in Joburg. So what's happened twice is that uh, people have picked up two women who have been uh, who who are hitchhiking the side of the road, and then on both occasions the drivers woke up in the middle of nowhere, having found their cars were gone, and the hitchhikers were gone. This is pretty scary, right? And this is it's kind of the the, the reason why this is the stories that. You know, we we've always told each other why you shouldn't give hitchhikers lifts, even the even the, the women hitchhikers. And I was thinking about I was, I was thinking about who do I know who's crazy enough to give hitchhikers lifts? Who do I know in this day and age would actually hitchhike him or herself? And there was only one person on that list. Literally, the only person I know who regularly picks up hitchhikers and who. I'm not sure regularly hitchhikes, but has hitchhiked in the past. Okay, Derek. Julia Javert. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... The way you spell that out makes it sound like I'm nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you've now given... You've sort of given this preconceived idea of who I am just by the tone of your voice. Okay, well, to be fair, <laughs> two stories of people losing their cars... I know. Getting... getting Hit over the head. Who knows what is ha- else has happened to them? So waking funny. up in the middle. It's not funny. Waking up in the middle of nowhere, and their cars are gone because they picked up hitchhikers. Now, how do you think that this is okay? I need to just come back. <laughs> it's more your description of being hit over the head, which is not funny at all. Okay, so so. But I mean, that's terrifying. So you'll be driving around and you'll see someone. On the side of the road. I don't just go driving around no, looking no, for no, people. No, I don't mean like that. You know? <laughs> Who can I? I need friends. <laughs> just driving around. No. So you're, you're going about your business. Yes, yes. And you see a, a, a man on the side of the road mm-hmm. hitchhiking because in a place where there's maybe no buses or taxis or any kind yeah. of other, other public transport. Yeah. You pull over and you tell him to hop in. Yeah. And once they're in my car, I check where where are you going. This is how far I'm going. This is where I can take you, and I take them. But I need to clarify. So for the most part, so woman, without a doubt, I'll stop and I'll pull over. And I, so that's why that Joburg story scares me because it was women that were picking up women, mm. and the women were the ones who. You don't really. I mean, I know it's naive of me, but I come to think that picking up a woman would be safe. So a woman, I pick up. That's fine. Uh, a man by himself. Maybe man with a kid, definitely. Sort of a group of men, you know, whether you know, sort of hands-on workers. I probably wouldn't do that. So I like to think that I'm being sort of logical about the whole thing. But when you spell it out that way, that I have no idea who these people are, and I'm just letting them into my car. And and you you're in a vulnerable spot. And I'm a very vulnerable. Okay, but it's during it's in the middle of the day. For the most part, I think the most times I've picked somebody up to give them a lift, it's usually been over a kapsevach, which is a long, mountainous, rocky yes, road <laughs> with lots of places to hide a body. For instance, man, the more I say it, the more I hear myself. But have honestly, you ever felt have you ever felt scared? I've never been afraid. No, I've I've no never nerves. felt. No, I mean, picking them up, there is that little thing that crosses my mind being like, okay, Julia, your handbag is on the front seat. So my sort of way of protecting myself is just popping my handbag 
behind the driver's seat when they get into my car. But for the most part, I've I've never I'm definitely one of those people who I just it's you know just assume the best of people and hope it works out. Well, and so far so good. I've never ever had a bad situation when it comes to lifting people. You see, and this is this is I mean I'm making fun, I'm obviously coming from a very like anxiety ridden <laughs> the world is terrible point of view, but yeah. it is great to to have people like yourself. And I'm going to compliment you now, so please just. Don't get too, don't blush too much, but who are willing to help other people who, who they don't know. We need more people like that who are going, hey, there's someone who needs help. It's not really out of my way too much. This, let's, let's, let me see what I can do for this person. You know, that's, that's great. It's great that we have people like you who are thinking like that. But you have people like me going, sure, you've had, it's been all good up to now, but mm. all you needed for it to go really badly is to go badly once. Yeah. And then things could get really bad. Um, and that kind of stuff never crossed your mind. Not it did. Maybe it may have crossed it, but it didn't stay long enough to change my mind. I didn't do a like pull off on the side of the road, and then as they're trying to get in me, no, 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 <laughs> and carry on driving. There was none of that. I think I, I think the moments where it sort of I thought about it more was when I was the one hitchhiking. Well, this is the way I wanted to go because yeah. you've been on the other side. Yeah. Of the story and also other side of the world. Completely other side of the world. Doing this hitchhiking. No, like, no, like, complete language barrier. So tell us where you were and why you (sighs) needed to hitchhike in this strange country. So I was in, I was in Montenegro and. Which is a real country, by the way. It's a real country (laughs) between Albania and Croatia. And it wasn't really on my list of places to stop, but I was there anyway and. It was one of those, it was a bad day. So I kept my, you know, I pushed my Skype sessions with family and friends back home like as late as I could. So I caught sort of a late bus and thinking that if these are the stops along this bus's schedule, it'll stop there. But apparently it's one of those, you have to signal for them to stop, otherwise they'll keep on going. So I ended up eventually realizing I'd missed my stop and three stops after, get off, realized that the place where I've stopped has no facilities. The only place that I could sleep is in a campsite and you need a tent for a campsite. And I didn't have a tent. And I was kind of sort of frolicking around, having no idea who I am, what I am, can't speak to anybody with my backpack on my back. Clearly like a complete loner by myself traveling. And there was a dude there with a really sort of bunged up, I think it must have been like an old Jetta guy who was in his late 30s, early 40s by himself. And I just said, Budva. The name of the city. I just wanted to get back there. So I said, Budva. Uh, he looked at me. He asked, Budva. I said, Budva. <laughs> <laughs> so, so literally, that's all he said. <laughs> this is the only conversation we actually had. And he opened his car door and gesticulated that I get in because Budva. And I got into his car and nothing was said. It was a comfy leather seat. I sat there and... This random man. I was, to put into perspective, I was 18 at the time. I was going to ask, how old were you? I was, I just turned 18. 18, hop into this car with this dude, drives me back to Budva, safe and sound. Thank you, Mr. Man, for giving me a lift. And that was that. I want to keep Julia here for a little bit longer, but I'd also love to hear your stories. Send us a WhatsApp, 072-567-1567. Also, send us an SMS, 31567. And hey, give us a call. 021-446-0567. 021-446-0567. Have you ever given someone a lift, a stranger, a hitchhiker a lift, or have you ever been that stranger who's needed a lift? 
Um, so, so you're in Mont- Montenegro, Julia, and um, you flag down this car or you find this guy. Mm. You're 18 years old and you're able to make that decision where, hey, this guy looks okay. Mm. What, what was it about him that made you think, okay, this guy's fine? Was there, or, or at least, was were you looking out for stuff? I mean, like, were there, okay, there's no knives on the seat. <laughs> yeah. That was my yeah. go-to. As long yes. as there's no knives on the front seat, we're good. Yeah. We're good. Um, I think you're going quite deep into my psyche now. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Trying to figure out who I am and why I make those decisions. I think I've just always been the type of person who likes to think that she can read people. Mm. Um. I have yet to be proven wrong with the the choices that I've made about people, the decisions I've made or the assumptions I've made. Uh, And the only times it hasn't ever worked out is if I haven't listened to my gut. So this is, I I hear how like, hey, shawal that sounds. But (laughs) looking at him, I just thought, you know, budva, 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 this guy's got me. We're good. And there was nothing sort of threatening about him, you know, his really low suspension and the reclining seats and the fact that he couldn't see over his steering wheel didn't really scare me off. He just, he felt like the right kind of guy. That said, I mean, there was somebody who just tried, he wanted to get me into his, now recently I took a trip. Um, I was in Vietnam and there was a man trying to get me to take a ride in his taxi and immediately I could feel, no, this guy's dodge. And I mean, he tried to lock myself and my friend into his taxi and drive off with us. So there again, I, I guess the problem is I got into the car and then had to try and escape. But but you have I think that I gut. Have, I have an, an, an idea. And I think most people have that gut feeling when they see someone or meet somebody. But, you know, with the incident, the horrible instance in Joburg, sometimes your gut can be wrong. Mm. So. Because you're also making very quick snap judgments. Yeah. Especially if, the, if you're the one driving and you, know, you drive past someone, you have... Mm. Half a second, just by looking at them, you have to make a judgment as to who they are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, and maybe you can help me with this. How do you? Can you run me through that process where you go? I mean, other than the fact that you know, okay, group of guys, no, mm. um, guy with a child, fine. You know, a woman or two women, fine. Um, is there anything that you're looking out for? What's the What's the process where, you, if I if I wanted to hitchhike, for instance, mm. how could I make myself more? likely to get picked up by you that sounds weird but you know what i mean yo i'm giving away far too much about myself here (laughs) (laughs) this is an open and honest place okay um i'm worried about what i'm about to say okay um it's definitely a sense of i am a privileged white woman with a car and there is somebody who has worked an entire day and just wants to get home. Mm. And for me, that is what I think about when I drive past them. And I feel guilty about every single person that I drive past. And, you know, in hindsight, you realize that that is something that could be taken advantage of. But for the most part, I would rather know that I have helped in some way. And maybe I'm gonna get clapped over the head and then (laughs) find my car is gone. But at least I know that I have done what what felt right by me. So for me, it's never when I'm driving past somebody and I I look at them up and down. Okay, cool, you're mm-hmm. wearing <laughs> matching navy, navy, navy. <laughs> yes, he's the guy I'm going to pick up. It's more 
I, I see him, he's now been standing. And you see them, you know, the the arm is out. It's kind of you know sagging because I've been holding my arm out now for 15 minutes and no one's stopped. Mm. I'm kind of forlorn. I'm over this. It's it's those kinds of people that I, I feel drawn. And I don't stop for everyone. I'm not a saint. I'm not going to stop for every single person. Um, if I'm in a rush, I'll drive past. If I don't feel like it, I'll drive past. Mm. But for the most part, I like to think I can't stop for everyone. And I like, I mean, I like what you're saying. The fact is that that these people need help, mm. and and they've they've had a tough day. They've had a tough life. <laughs> yeah. Um. And the fact is, the vast majority of people just need a bit of help. They're not looking to take advantage. They're yeah. not looking to to get you. I don't know to steal your car. To, they they just they just need a little a helping hand, and and often I mean I I I've. Been, I've had the fear of God put into me by my dad when it comes to this kind of thing. But I often think, well, if that was me, will there be anyone willing to to stop and help? I often when I drive past someone who's stuck on the side of the road, I'm like, if, if that was me, would anyone stop to help me? Like, what if I was in real trouble? Mm. Um, so we do have to have that. I, I, it would be great if we could have people like you with that sort of thinking where it's like, what can I do to help? Um, on the other hand, though, mm-hmm. If I was your parent, which which we're sounds, away your age which sounds so condescending <laughs> and makes you sound so old, but okay, well, as your friend and as your colleague, there is yes. a there is a part of me that goes, you got to look after yourself. You you can't put yourself in any sort of danger. So so, like, do do your friends and family have issues with you doing this? Oh, all the time. And what do you? How do you calm them down? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I laugh it off and I say, yeah, 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 I hear you, I hear you. Cool, I won't do it and then I do it again. Uh, I don't, there's no way of, of, you know, calming people down. And I think, again, it, it comes with a family situation. You speak of your, how your father would have dealt with that. My mum hitchhikes on the regular. She has a car. <laughs> she, I, I don't know if she does recreationally, but I mean, <laughs> she does meet, Just to meet people. <laughs> just make new friends. She's got away. Exactly. Know. Hey, so, where are you going? Yeah, I'll go there too. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so I think it also, it, it sort of comes with, with the family and with the territory. I think my mom sort of instilled that from, I mean, she was, she tell, has stories of when she was pregnant with me and trying to get between Joburg and Cape Town and not having a car. And I think back, back then, what was that? Early 90s. It was a lot safer according to her I <laughs> yeah, don't know what the, that means the early 90s was such a safe such time a in South Africa <laughs> highest, no cr- highest crime in the country's history but it, other than that well exactly I have no idea where she was coming I think maybe to try and sort of make me feel better about the fact that she was <laughs> risking my me in the womb while doing this but she would hitchhike across country and she was completely fine with that and, and she definitely instilled that in me just like when I wanted to go and travel by myself she said you get out go do this by yourself learn this by yourself so I mean, if anything happens to me, you can just blame her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, hey, Julius, mom. Uh, you did way, this. You did this. <laughs> but, uh, and I suppose the fact is, uh, there's risk in everything. I mean, even mm. if you are driving in a car, mm. you could be in an accident tonight or tomorrow or whenever. The, so, so there is an element of risk in everything. And I suppose this is the kind of thing where we've heard a lot of urban myths there's been a lot of urban legends about hitchhikers and mm. there's been a lot of stories that have, have no real basis in reality about how terrible picking up a hitchhiker can be. And, you know, there's so many movies about, you know, scary hitchhikers and, and that sort of thing that maybe it's just kind of in our collective consciousness that 
it's almost in, like in my mind, it almost feels inevitable that if you pick up a hitchhiker, something bad is going to happen to you. So when I read a story like like the the stories we saw now with the people in Joburg who who had a um, you know a bad case of of bad hitchhiking, uh, I there's a part of me that always goes, yeah, but you should know that. But I really wonder how many of these stories are, are out there. Like I I'm not sure if there are that many cases of people. Um, running into a bad into a bad situation from hitchhiking so um, I just think we are getting a whatsapp in from uh, Janine I gave a young lady a lift she worked at Hohook Inn you like the Hohook Inn isn't that one of your favorite places no I'm getting that wrong I dropped her in Strand I had just completed a mountain bike event it was interesting listening to her she does it daily to and from um, over Solaris Pass apparently there's some good drivers some bad drivers um, I also give pick and pay staff who hike on Cliffenton Corner to Kilmer Center um, and the housekeepers who work in Constantia Homes having to walk steep hills down to Weinberg. I also tend to use my judgment on who I give a lift to, Janine. Janine, yeah. I, I, the more I think about it, the more I'm kind of moving away from my original thinking about hitchhiking and, and giving hitchhikers lifts. And I'm starting to move more towards what you, Julia, and what Janine saying. Like, these people need help. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I mean, trying to get over Solaris Pass, if you're going that way, I, I always see those people when I'm going on, on holiday. And, I, and actually, I do, and you're mentioning about how guilty you can feel. I do feel guilty because, you know, I'll be going to Amanis to have a holiday and these people are just trying to get home on a Friday evening. Um, again, using that judgment is, is, the, is the scary thing is because what happens when your judgment goes wrong? I would love to hear your thoughts. What do you think? Do you... Give hitchhikers lifts like Janine and Julia. Have you ever hitchhiked yourself and lived to tell the tale? Uh, give me a note. 021-446-0567. Um, you can give, send us a WhatsApp to 